welcome to the Life Church podcast. We are here to help people experience a life-changing relationship with Jesus. We hope you were blessed with this message, recorded live from Palmerston North, New Zealand. Enjoy. All right, cool dads. Fasten your seatbelts. I'm loving the dad jokes we've had this morning. Well done, everybody. Did you know that a slice of pie costs $2.50 in Jamaica? $3 in the Bahamas. These are the pie rates of the Caribbean. All right, we're off to a good start, aren't we? 21 years ago, our Rebecca was born, a cute little baby, and I remember holding her in my arms and my heart melting just with love for this baby, and I began to understand something of the father's heart. And I remember thinking, nothing is ever going to hurt this child, Uh, I'm going to protect her, I'm going to provide for her, I'm going to be a great dad. Well, a little bit later on, she's, I'm cradling her in my arms and I'm walking down the hallway in our house and I notice that I'm a little bit off centre going down the hallway into the lounge and if I carry on, I'm going to knock her feet into the side of the doorway. But like the good dad that I am, I notice these things and so there's no way I'm going to have her hurt herself and so I move her uh, to the other side and I overcorrect and I hit her head on the, on the other side of the doorway and... I was mortified, I was absolutely heartbroken that I'd inflicted this pain uh, on my child. I'm a good dad. And um, she made this cute little scrunchy baby face like they do. And you know, just, just her mouth dropped open but there was no noise. And her face began to turn red and you know when there's no noise, it's gonna be a good one, right? Delayed reaction. Out of her mouth she screamed out head off and she she cried her little eyes out and I just felt terrible. You know the heart that God has for you. That's the same heart. Not that he causes our pain, but that when we are in pain, his heart breaks for us so much as his love for us. Scripture declares so great is, is his love for us. As I thought about what can I bring this morning Um, God laid this word on my heart. The word is kiakaha, be strong. Be strong this morning, church. That's the word I want to bring. However you say it in your language, be strong. The kind of life that we live is meant to be an overcoming, victorious sort of life. But we all have our battles, right? Sometimes it doesn't go according to plan. Sometimes we give up. Sometimes we fail, sometimes we quit. When the going gets tough, sometimes we struggle. Sometimes we are overcome, we are not overcomers. We're overcome by people, by problems, by sin, and by ourselves. So what do you do on those days when it's not going so well for you? How about then? How do you live a strong and victorious life? Well, I've got three insights from the Word of God this morning. And if you apply these, they will make you strong. You'll be able to bench 200 kg and squat 500. Just kidding. 
Hey, we're going to go to Joshua in the Old Testament, fifth book of the Old Testament, sixth book of the Old Testament. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 9. It's a well-known passage. Let's read it in the New King James. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. What a great word right there. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Can I ask you this morning, what is your territory? What has God marked out, planned for you? Verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of a good courage. Just underline, be strong. Be strong and of a good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse 7, be strong. Underline that one again. And very courageous that you may observe to do all, uh, to do according to all the law which my servant Moses, Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. How many times, church, in that passage are we told to be strong? Three times, you're allowed to speak. Three times, three times. The New Testament equivalent, just for, throw it out there, is Ephesians 6 and verse 10. It's be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Just want to throw that out there, but we're planted and we're, we're parked up in Joshua this morning. The context to this whole book is battle. Joshua is conquest. Uh, the land has been given, but they still have to possess it. So there's a battle ahead. Sounds like crowded house. Now, instead of the word battle, let's use the word adversity. It fits our context uh, a little bit better for us this morning. So there's a lot of adversity uh, in the book of Joshua. The promise required action. It was not handed to them. They had to fight for it. It's a metaphor for the Christian life. We are in a spiritual battle. We have to overcome some things. To overcome some things, we have to be strong. So kia kaha this morning. Be strong this morning. Think of this thought. Strong godly men equals strong marriages, Strong families, strong churches, and a strong society. Absolutely vital to the health of our nation is strength. Strong men, take your place. The first insight I have for you from this passage this morning is be strong in the face of adversity. I reference verse 5 for this, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. In other words, there will be some people who will stand against you, 
but they won't be able to stand up to you when you're in Christ. You're going to go into battle, you're going to face some conflict, some stuff. It's going to happen, but stay strong. No one will be able to stand before you. The promise of adversity. We like nice promises, but this is a promise of adversity. It's a, it's a promise of problems. It comes with a double promise, the promise of certain victory. Now, all the times I've had issues, I've had trouble, God has uh, quickened a scripture to me. I want to give you that scripture now. It's Proverbs 24, verse 10. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And I happen to like the way that it's framed in the, the Message Bible, if you fall to pieces in a crisis. Every time I've been in trouble, God has quickened that to me. It's an annoying little scripture that has got under my skin all these years. It's not the word I've wanted to hear. It's the opposite I've wanted to hear. Sometimes what you want to hear and what you need to hear are two different things. And God speaks the words that you need to hear if you listen. Because if you shut your mind off and say, no, God, shut your ears, and you say, I don't want to hear that right now, you miss out on a blessing. So I have found that you are stronger than you think. You can actually handle more than you think. Adversity will be the making of you. It's actually a good thing. The school of hard knocks is where you learn the most. You set an example. Others will be strengthened because of your stand. Listen to this. The measure of your strength is not found in your good times. It is found in the hard times you endure and are victorious over. Every Monday morning I have a team meeting. Every Monday afternoon I have a team meeting. We get around the table and we ask the same question every week. What's on top for you this week? What's coming that you need to deal with that is stressing you out? Around the table we sort that out, we find solutions and we solve things and encourage and support one another. It's a good question to ask. So what's on top for you at the moment? Is COVID getting you down? Have you had enough of lockdown, level two, level three? Is job insecurity a worry? Are you thinking you, you can't go on any further? You're gonna quit something? Is the relationship strained? What's on top for you? What is the weight of the world that's on your shoulders that you're carrying? My word to you this morning is be strong. Be strong in the face of that adversity and don't let it beat you. This here represents a core sample of concrete. When we order concrete, the quality control check that goes on behind the scenes is a core sample. They'll pour this into a, a steel mold. They'll do three of them. And when you order concrete, you order a certain strength concrete. It's measured in MPA, megapascals. After seven days, this gets out of the mold uh, and they crush it at seven days to see how strong it is. And then they do another sample at 28 days to see how strong it is. You order concrete, typically a house floor is about 20 MPA. The windmill's up on the hill about 40 MPA. You can see the difference. This is you this morning. This represents you. How much can you take? How strong are you? We reach a point called breaking point where we go, I didn't sign up for this. I don't want all this trouble. I don't want to bear this burden any longer. But the question is, 
How strong are you under the weight of that? Because when you're, when, you're, when you're crushed, what is your breaking point? You can develop yourself further than 20 MPA. This is you this morning. Be the strong one. Just think of the Apostle Paul. Paul was no stranger to adversity. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 to 10 says this, We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. Paul had something about him. He would not be crushed. The first guy ever to take concrete pills was Paul. He was hard for the right things. You know, he, 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 he was strong. He had a backbone of steel, and, and he would not be moved. He would not waver. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. How strong are you this morning? Whatever you're going through, kiakaha, be strong. Keep pushing forward. There's an irony to this whole thing. When I am weak, then I am strong. How on earth can that be? It's an oxymoron. How can you be weak and then strong at the same time? We get our strength directly from the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40 verse 31. You, you, you throw yourself into the arms of the Lord. Leonard Ravenhill says, No man is greater than his prayer life. Think of that hymn. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. We should never be discouraged when we take it to the Lord in prayer. Think of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Luke 22 verse 43. He's, he's praying. He's in agony. He's praying. He's got the, he has got the weight of the world on his shoulders for what he's about to go through. What happened when the angel came? Someone tell me the answer. The, the angel strengthened him. He was made strong through prayer. Listen to the words that the psalmist uses to describe our God. He is a shield. He is a rock. He is a fortress. He is a defense. He is a strong tower. He is a protector. That is our God. That's the imagery. That's the picture of our God this morning. So when you're facing adversity, the answer is to throw yourself completely on, on him. So many times when I've just not known what to do, you know when you get those moments when you just don't know how to handle a certain situation? They come along often enough. I'll prayer walk. I'll get out of the house and I'll walk the streets. And in that quiet moment, Scripture says, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. I'm listening for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has never failed to drop a thought, drop a solution, drop a strategy, drop an answer into my mind. Sometimes it's what not to do. No, don't, you don't, don't go and speak that. Speak this. Because we think sometimes we know how to handle it. But get the mind of the Lord in the matter. And then go ahead. So when you are at your weakest, go to God in prayer. You'll come out stronger. Now there's a picture coming up behind me of a frog in the mouth of a pelican. I love the attitude of this little froggy. You can be in the mouth, in the jaws of defeat right now. Get your arms out and choke that thing. It's not over. Keep going. You've got more in you than you think. You've got to fight another day tomorrow. Be a little froggy this morning, people. Number two, be strong in your walk. 
Verse 3 says that every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon. Where you walk is so important. Where you plant your feet is so important. The steps that you take are so important. The steps of a good man ordered by the Lord. Your steps are vitally important. Which way are you walking right now? Some people walk in the path of danger and they don't know that the steps are the steps to hell. Which way are you walking this morning? Set your eyes on him. Set your affections on him. Set your path straight. Broad is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the road that leads to life. Part of knowing where to walk is knowing what you stand for. Knowing your values. Knowing your morals. Knowing what God says about X. Knowing how you're going to react in a certain situation. You need to predetermine what kind of reaction you're going to have kind of person you're going to be in the face of temptation. Are you going to cave in or are you going to be strong? Are you going to say yes and compromise or are you going to be strong? You've got to predetermine some of those thoughts about how you react in in relationships and various things. When the heat comes on, how will you respond? Will you respond out of anger, out of fear, out of rejection, out of hurt? Or will you respond out of a healthy place? Will you respond out of the word of God? So it presupposes that to be strong, you need to know something of the character and nature of God. You need to know something of the word of God. And, and so scripture here says, do not turn to the left or to the right. Do not compromise. Do not, get, do not lose your focus. Be strong in your focus. Press into the word. How can you be strong in the word? I'm going to use the word imbibe it. It's like soaking in the word of God. It's like uh, saturating your soul with the word of God. Have it with breakfast. Have it with lunch. Have it with tea. Get the word of God inside you. Tattoo those things on your heart that the word says. So if I can ask you right now, what is your favorite scripture? Have you got one? Have you got, have you got something that you fall back on? Something that you, you just really like? It inspires you when you think about it. That's a good start. That's a good starting place. Think of those guys at the gym, bench pressing weights and getting stronger with every rep. Every time you're in the word of God, the devil trembles. Every time you're in the word of God, you're getting stronger. It might not feel like it. It might hurt a bit. You might be lacking a little bit of motivation, but get in there. We read that Jesus was mighty in word and deed. We read that Apollos was mighty in the scriptures. How does that come about? You can be too with time and consistency. You can read the word, but you've got to let the word read you. You can go through the word, but you've got to let the word go through you. It's got to make some changes. Don't let it bounce off the top of you. Let it get inside of you. Meditate on it. Let it change you. It's through the word that we come to know who God is. Daniel 11.32 says, They that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. It's how you get strong. Now, I love the word strong in the lexicon. The word means to fortify. You're literally building a fortress around yourself when you're taking on the word. That's why I say imbibe the word, soak in the word, become as much as possible, become a walking Bible. But it's not for knowledge's sake, because knowledge will make you proud. It's for relationship's sake, so that you may know him and the power of his resurrection. Now, if you take care of your walk, 
There's a promise. The promise is that you will make your way prosperous. The word used for prosperous here is to advance. You will go forward. Prosperous and you will have good success. The condition is if you're in the word. It says you will make. So there's a responsibility on you. Just want to point that out. God will do his part, but we need to do our part too. You will make. There's a discipline aspect to it. So you're making for yourself some depth in your life. You're putting a foundation in and a taproot that's not going to be blown over in the storms. Number three, be strong because he is with you. I love the promises that are in this part of the word. Verse 5 says, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Verse 9 says, Be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God has promised Joshua an abiding, resting, permanent presence if he stays meditating in the word day and night. What would you do if you knew you couldn't lose? Have you thought about that? How would that affect your attitude if everything you approached was from an angle of victory and not defeat? What would you do if you knew God was with you every step of the way? God himself is there. How would that change things? I love the way Romans 8.31 in the message puts this. What do you think? With God on our side like this, How can we lose? If God is for you, who can be against you? You would be the strongest, most confident person. You would be bold. You would try things that you didn't dare try any other way because you know God is with you. One time we were in Fiji and our money got stolen. We were just Carla and I, it was our first trip there. And we were on one side of the island. Our money got stolen. We had to get to the other side of the island. And we had to get to uh, another island as part of it and take a boat ride and come back. The boat ride part was interesting. You see, we lost all our money for our trip the last couple of days. And instead of getting down about it, I got excited about it because now God's got an opportunity to move. I've got no backstop. I've got no plan B. God, you'll have to do something. So we made it from Suva to Nandi, and then at Nandi we caught the boat over to, the, uh, we went to Treasure Island. I tried to pay for that boat ride three times. I lined up, Carla said, what are you going to do? I'm going to offer to pay for this thing, but we've got no money. That's okay, God will sort it. Love that kind of young faith. Reckless faith. We were just newlyweds. We were a year into our wedding, into our marriage. So we got on the boat, and the guy's taking money, got to me, and I, and I said, can I pay you now? He said, no, pay at the other end. We got to the other end. I got off the boat, said, can I pay now? He said, no, don't worry about it. We had a couple of nights on Treasure Island, and we came back. We got to the end, and I said, I haven't paid for the boat ride here or there. 
can I pay for it? And the guy said, if you haven't paid for him now, don't worry about it. <laughs> if God is for you, who can be against you? God is there. Once upon a time when our twins were little, Josh and Hannah, we were in a field, we, we lived in Collerton, we, were, we, we had a field, a paddock, uh, next door to the house. And in that paddock lived a ram with anger issues. And we were out playing in the field one day and we got too close to the ram and the ram began to charge. I had Josh and Hannah as toddlers next to me and it wasn't gonna end well. So I thought, what do I do? So I quickly picked up Hannah and I waved her like a, you know, the red rag to the bull. <laughs> kind of, kind of like that. And I said, run, Josh. And I diverted the ram's attention so that Josh could run. And this little hairy, nappy-clad man ran across the paddock as fast as he could go, didn't look back, got to the gate. I quickly grabbed Hannah and I spun her around. And I put her on top of some dog kennels so the ram couldn't get her. And then I turned around and, and, and the ram was coming fast. I only had time to sidestep and the ram missed us. I diverted the attention of the ram and I made it safe for Josh and Hannah. I took the ram away from my children. That's our loving father. That's our heavenly father. That's actually the gospel right there, folks. The gospel is God came to earth. Jesus came to earth. We were in danger of um, going down because of our sins. But Jesus stepped into that and diverted that and took our punishment and made it safe for us. For any man being Christ, he's a new creation. There's another cool story. It's a, it's a race. And we're proud parents on the sideline down at Cornerstone, cross country. And we turn up and we're watching Josh run. And Josh was always pretty quick. Um, but there's this part where they're out of sight for ages and you just line up and you watch them coming down the straight. And I saw this tired boy come around the corner, his legs were gone, but he was third. And you're pretty proud when your kids are third, but I knew he had another place in him. And so we began to cheer him on. And we began to say, run, Josh. There's a ram chasing you. Run, Josh. And sure enough, he, his, his chest puffed out and he got a second wind and he tried just that little bit harder and he overtook that place, he came second. We were so proud because we knew he had, we knew he had it in him. When God is with you, God is there watching over you and you know that he's got your back. You know he's got the best for you. You can't lose. Yes, you'll have some problems. Yes, you'll have some issues. But boy, have you got an advantage in Christ. So be strong. Be strong. You've been set up to win. I like this little pithy quote here. Just like the air, God is there. You don't, you don't see the air or the wind. You feel the effects of it. You can't deny it. It's there. So it is with God. He's there. There's one more part of the scripture I just want to get to before we finish. For as much as this is positive affirmation, God is saying to Joshua, be this, be this, be this. He's also saying, don't be this. He says, don't be afraid. 
He says, do not be dismayed. And I just wanna draw attention to that word dismayed because what it means is do not be shattered. A person who has been broken into pieces, the courage has been broken down out of you. You have been completely disheartened. For what you're gonna face, the Word of God says, do not be dismayed, do not fear, do not be afraid, do not be terrified of what's coming or, or, or what you're facing right now. You have to know God is with you. Don't lose heart. We need young people, teenagers, younger than teenagers. We need young people to be strong in the Lord. We need parents to be strong in the Lord. And if you're a solo parent today, be strong in the Lord. How many know we need some godly politicians who are strong in the Lord down there? We need some, we need some strong politicians in the Lord. We need some Christians in the government. We need churches to be strong in the Lord. We need you to be strong in the Lord. The imagery that we had is of a fortified tower or a strong sample of concrete. The command is to be strong. Kiakaha, be strong. Think of yourself as that fortified tower. Nothing can take you down as long as your strength is in the Lord. So this morning, I want you to be strong in the face of adversity. Be strong in your walk and be strong because you know He is with you. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can comment, subscribe or share it with your friends. For more information, visit us at lifechurchpn.co.nz. Have a blessed week.